New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, and joining me for the next hour to talk about a possibly rejuvenated New York Rangers team, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, buddy? We love the Rangers. Oh, man, they ran through the Penguins last night, and oh, man, were we both wrong about the Rangers' top line. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody who watched the show yesterday, I said I basically didn't like the style uh, that Frank Vetrano brought to that top line. I thought they might need a bit more of a playmaking element. And uh, they absolutely just buried Pittsburgh. Um, lots of people won money last night if they had uh, that Rangers top line. Brian Dozier, uh, subscriber in chat, uh, took down the $12 single entry last night with Rangers one, Colorado two. Um, Colorado two, like, they had a good game, not a massive game, but it was their pricing uh, that fit well, um, fitting in with that Rangers top line. He took down the single entry. So congrats to you, Mr. Dozier. I did not do well last night. I had Colorado one plus uh, Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson. I left Jeff Skinner off and Jeff Skinner double donk. So I didn't cash. How'd you do? I did the same thing. The last two times I've used Buffalo one, I've left Jeff Skinner off. The first time he had a four-goal game, and last night he had a two-goal game. So, <clears throat> yeah. I got to stop leaving Jeff Skinner off. <laughs> or just let us know when you are leaving Jeff yeah. Skinner off so we can act appropriately. Yeah, and what else? I mean, I, I had Colorado one. They were fine, but <clears throat> Rangers went nuts. Flames reunited the top line. They went nuts. So, you know was no nowhere near the cash but didn't play very high volume on friday i try not to play super high on a friday but back at it tonight excited for this slate rare saturday nine game slate usually there's more afternoon games so you know we got i think it's nine games tonight yeah yeah i was kind of surprised too especially with the march madness lineup um as producer mike was telling us before the show um, those games are tonight, so it would seem to behoove the NHL to have some more afternoon games. But we are not going to complain about a nine-game slate, considering how short a lot of the Saturday slates have been over the last month. So we will definitely enjoy these nine games here tonight. We are brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo has been our sponsor this entire season, and they've been very good to us. 
there's a little giveaway through Yahoo for first-time DFS players over on that site that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. And we are also unofficially sponsored by White Claw. Thank you very much, White Claw, for helping unofficially sponsor this <laughs> next 55 minutes of our show. Uh, and Mike's holding up a Guinness uh, on his screen, so he's having a good time as well. It is a Saturday, after all. But thank you, White Claw. Very much appreciate you. Uh, in the chat, if you guys could, please throw us a thumbs up. Uh, click that like button. Those likes definitely help us. The subscriptions help even more. So if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, please click that subscribe button. Grow this channel. Keep these shows coming on a regular basis. And once all that is done, make sure you click that bell to get alerts whenever we do go live. Uh, free premium tools and data up on the slate or up on the site, sorry, for today. We have NBA player projections, NHL ownership projections, and MMA fighter rankings all up on the site. Uh, so whatever you're playing today, NBA, NHL, MMA, we have something to help you out, even if you're not a subscriber. And we're also giving away a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum uh, through our Osmo Podcast channel. That link is down below this video. So click through, leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle or your Osmo username, and you'll be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, Josh, uh, I see a super chat already from uh, Big Turk. Josh, is Dallas one in a good spot? What do you think? He's trying to bait me here, but I'll, the one thing I'll say, Turk, terrorism, terrorism never wins, okay? Um, the jihadists will get to them a little bit later, but, you know, they're in a low-owned spot. Also, I see someone... Um, saying I uh, got some interior designs changes. I also see Jake here. So I just wanted to thank Jake's parents for sending me this clock. I had a package outside this morning. I had no idea what it was. Came with this card. It says, hey, Josh, I was out to dinner with Jake the other night, and he was telling us how you gave him his start in DFS. That is true, actually. The <laughs> site that I used to work for, we hired Jake. He got the start. And now he's your boss. But if you ever watch the Jake show, you notice that he has an elite clock behind him. So we wanted to send one from our private collection so you can be better than Jake. Love, much love, Mr. and Mrs. Harry. So thank you, Jake's parents, for this awesome clock. Just unbelievable people. Um, they have no end of large clocks uh, to put up <laughs> around the house, and they know how close you and Jake are. So thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Harry, uh, for making Josh feel special and adding a little something to the background uh, of his videos. <laughs> so we very much appreciate your generosity. Uh, let's get to these games. We do have nine games to get through, 50 minutes to get through them. Let's get to this first one. Uh, Toronto, 3.9 implied goal total. Going into Montreal, the Habs have a 2.6 implied goal total. Uh, it's going to be uh, Eric Calgren and Jake Allen confirmed to start. Uh, Jake Allen has looked pretty good uh, since coming back from injury over his last four games. Um, that Montreal top line is still scoring, but, you know, we talked about their last show. Their numbers had started to fall off uh, a little bit uh, by shot generation. So it's a pretty tough matchup up here against Toronto. And, you know, that. but on the other side, Toronto's in a great matchup. Montreal's defensive numbers still not great, especially on the penalty kill. But looking like a lot of ownership here, Austin Matthews uh, coming in at 20% over on DraftKings. What are you doing, Jake, here, Josh? I almost called you Jake, yeah. <laughs> the clock. It's the clock. The clock really the throwing clock. me off. Uh, should I just be Jake? Be like, yeah. So what I'm going to do is just play everyone from every game, and I, I can't lose. No, but, like, for me, 
I'm in on Toronto one here. As my fiance sits here, I'm going to talk about Austin Matthews. She's giving me the side eye. Yes, I may leave you for him. He's got a great personality. No, but <laughs> I, I, like, I see heavy ownership on Matthews, and I see his line mates, Mitchell Marner and Michael Bunting, that are just way lower owned. So, like, again, people continually one off Matthews, and I'm just not on that train. So, for me, if I'm going to play Toronto one, I'm bringing at least Mitchell Marner along for the ride. You can leave Bunting off if you want, but this is a because this is a very good power play spot. So I may do something like Matthews Marner and Nylander, Matthews Marner, Riley. You can full stack and just add in Riley. I think that's a nice way to get different with Toronto one. This is a very, very good power play spot. You can power play stack if you want. That second line hasn't been great. So I think for me on the Leaf side, I'm just going to concentrate on Matthews Marner, add in Bunting, leave him off, add in Riley, something like that. So that's what I'm going to do. On the Montreal side, in theory, I like the top line here just because, again, Eric Calgren has started to show why he's been in the AHL all season. This is just a really tough matchup going into the Matthews Marner line. They're just very good offensively and defensively. So in one to three, I, I don't think um, I'm going to get to Montreal one. And they're getting a little bit more ownership than I expected. Like 4% on a nine-game slate isn't high. But for a line that I would possibly target in MME and not the best spot, I was hoping to get them 1-2%. So, you know, you can get them in your MME mix. But in 1-3, to three, I don't think I will get there. If anything, like, I think one-offing Mike Hoffman on Power Play 1 would be the route I would go. Yeah, uh, Mike Hoffman is a good call. He's a guy I had circled as a one-off as well. He's projecting very well both by my numbers and of course, by the Osmo projections. Um, that Toronto top line, like they're projecting very well. Like obviously a uh, high total, great matchup, good line. Um, they're projecting for about 10% um, hot, more DK points than the next closest line uh, that we have on this slate. And certainly there are lines uh, within 10% of their price. So, you know, the leverage, uh, the price, the projection, everything makes sense. Matchup is fine. Um, you know, the Montreal penalty kill is still in the bottom 10 and they're taking a fair amount of penalties as well. Like it's a really bad combination for this Montreal penalty kill. So like, if, if you don't want to stack Michael Bunting or it, you know, in that lineup, I think he can make some sort of power play stack add in, you know, John Tavares or add in Morgan Riley or what have you. But I think it's the Toronto, like, I don't think, I know it's the Toronto top line. I like most in this game, Toronto two, like. We talk about it often. Alex Kerfoot just absolutely nukes that team or that line's uh, capabilities. Um, with Kerfoot, uh, the Toronto second line is generating just 41% of the scoring chances when they're on the ice. And without Kerfoot, that number jumps to 54%. Um, it's just night and day. He's completely sinking that line. And of course, now that I say that, uh, I pursed him to a two goal game here tonight. But that's why I'm not on. Toronto two here. So it'd be Toronto one or nothing for me on the Montreal side. I agree with you on the top line. Like, I think they're even fine in one to three, just because they do tend to play so many minutes, right? Like, it's not like this is a Calgary top line that might only play 17. Like, you know, Suzuki's probably going to play 20 plus like Caulfield's going to be up close to that, et cetera. So I don't, I, I think one to three, they can at least be considered. They're not a heavy target for me by any means. Um, so definitely Toronto one, maybe Montreal one, 
uh, like a Mike Hoffman one-off, like you said, he still projects well, but there's really not a lot in that Montreal depth that I want to look at. Like there's just too many injuries, too many guys traded, et cetera, et cetera. On the blue line, um, Margie Ordano only played like 18 minutes in his first game. That's really not a lot. And considering that Toronto has a team philosophy of defensemen not shooting, like 18 minutes without a lot of shots from Margie Ordano, you're relying on like two assists and some blocks and all that. So um, I think I'm just going right back to Alex Romanoff on the Montreal side. What do you think? Yeah, Romanoff, Savard. Outside of correlating with Riley, I'm probably out on the Leafs defenseman. I would assume at some point Mark Giordano is going to move up with TJ Brody or move up to the top pair and get, you know, 22, 23 minutes a night. But for now, if he's on the third pair, I'm out on him. Yep, I agree with that. Um, Florida going into Ottawa. Florida has a 3.9 implied goal total. Ottawa has a 2.6 implied goal total. Big news for the Ottawa Senators here. The Drake, Drake Batherson, he's back in the lineup on the top line with Josh Norris and Brady Kachuk, um, we should note that that line, like their possession numbers hadn't generally been great this year, but their actual scoring numbers, like their, which is all that really matters for DFS, uh, excellent. Four and a half goals per 60 minutes at five on five. Um, when I looked at our top stacks tool, that Ottawa top line, pretty good leverage. Not very many people using them here tonight. 2.6 is not nothing. Like it's not a 2.1 or something like that. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, like, that top line, it, I'm kind of hoping that was the ownership Montreal's top line was going to get, like one, one and a half, two percent. Them at two percent, I think is fine. Like Batherson coming back more expensive than Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris, I think are going to keep people off. Um, but like, I'm fine using them tonight. I don't know if I'm going to get to them in my one lineup. Like, I, I probably won't, but I have no issues playing them. The problem is this is a pretty tough matchup, but the, the Panthers are a pretty high-paced team. They they have a, you know, they do give it up defensively. I, I'm You know, obviously, Claude, you're going to get Barkov, Drew, Verhage, which should be a good line. Um, we just don't know. Drew has played one game there, so I'm fine with, you know, Ottawa one here. But like you said, their possession numbers aren't great, so that makes me in on, you know, Florida here surprise surprise is they have a 3.9 total uh forsberg you know and that has actually been pretty he's probably pretty well recently he got that nice fancy extension much to the chagrin of our miserable sense fans friend big turk who baited me about 10 minutes ago uh so man i don't know i'm in on the top line here they're actually getting more ownership than the second line, which is something that we haven't seen in a while because Maxime Mammon is not Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux, you know, looked, I don't want to say rejuvenated, but it looked like he was kind of happy to have line mates. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Um, so, yeah, I'm in on Florida one here. You can full stack them. I think that's fine. If you want to leave Verhage off, I think that's fine. Going to the second line, also fine, but that Stutzel Fermentin Brown line has probably been their best line for the past you know few weeks so i think i'm just going to the top line or i'm going to power play stack i think getting sam reinhardt in your power play stack is a nice way to get different like leave off for Hagee with florida one and add in reinhardt he's been scoring a bunch on the power play so that's a route i think i'm going to go tonight uh so for me i'm in on ottawa one in on florida one and florida power play 
Florida one is what drew my interest immediately. Like I think Claude Giroux being on that line makes a big difference. Like he's a, he can do it all. He's solid defensively. He's a great playmaker, good in transition, can finish like, and of course he gives that added power play one exposure. Like I Florida one is honestly one of my favorite lines Uh, on the slate here tonight uh, for a, a couple of reasons. One Drake Batherson helps them offensively quite a bit on that top line, but he's not very good defensively. That's one thing. Um, that he still needs to work on. So it might hurt the Ottawa top line defensively a little bit. And the Ottawa penalty kill is not very good. And you get Barkov and Giroux, two out of the three on that penalty kill. So I, I really do like that Florida top line. If you want to turn it into a power play stack, leave Verhage off at, you know, Huberto or something like that. I mean, Huberto is one of the leading scorers in the NHL. So I'm not going to say no to leaving he, him off uh, the stack. But yeah, it's Florida one for me uh, in this game. I probably will stay off Ottawa one for now. It's that Ottawa two line that I'm kind of interested in. Stutz, uh, assuming, um, you know, they stay together. Uh, Stutzla, Brown, Formington. Uh, you and I were talking before the show. 60% of the expected goal share uh, in their time together this year, generating 3.2 expected goals per 60 minutes. They'll go up a fair bit against that Florida two line. And that Florida two line has been leaky at times. So, I think Ottawa, too, if you're playing 20 max, 150 or whatever, um, they're one of those fillers that I think uh, are perfectly fine to look towards uh, against a Florida team that might be starting Spencer Knight again here tonight. Um, So we'll see how that works out. So for me, like, I'm not going to say no to Ottawa one. They are a good offensive line coming in with good leverage. There's nothing wrong with using them. But I think uh, that Ottawa two line is a filler. Uh, should not go overlooked. But it's Florida one that I like the most in this game. On the blue line, Mackenzie Wiegar, he's not getting top power play minutes, but he did play over 25 minutes in their last game. Um, he's under 6K. I think that's fine still, even without the power play. But honestly, uh, it's back to like the Holden and, and, and the Zoops and those guys from Ottawa to get some block shots. What do you think? Yeah, uh, we're also getting memed so hard right now in the Discord with screenshots. It's quite a scene. But yeah, um, Wiegar... Ben Sherratt also played like 24, 25 minutes at 4,200. I think he's fine. I think Seitz have at 2,600 is fine. Just got to make sure he's in. He got like 20-something stitches the other game. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's a hockey player. I'm fine with either Zub, Holden, Zaitsev, whichever is your personal preference. Travis Slamanek all the way up to 3,300, probably fine as well. Yeah, no issues uh, with the slamming it, I suppose. Uh, New Jersey, 2.7 implied goal total going into Washington to face, face the Caps. The Caps have a three and a half implied goal total. Um, nothing too big of note here. Uh, they did move Tom Wilson to that second line with Bantha and Backstrom. You know, he had been floating around third and fourth lines. Connor Sheary, I think, had been there a little bit. But uh, Mantha, Backstrom, Wilson looks to be that second line. I don't think they're going to be a bad line. And in fact, Washington, uh, like Backstrom and Manta have been climbing uh, the expected goals. Like they hadn't, they didn't start out very strong when Manta returned from injury. They've been getting better. But I wrote up Jesper Bratt in the power place article. Him and Nico Hishier have been really, really good together this year. And that line is fairly cheap, at least over on DraftKings. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, I was surprised to see the ownership on the cap, the projected ownership on the caps. They played last night. This is a fairly big slate. They do have a big total. And it is, you know, the Devils. But, like, that Tatar, Keisha Bratt line has been excellent. And they're not getting much ownership here. Um, <clears throat> like, 4.5% is 
in a 2.7 total on the road. That's one of the higher road totals we have tonight. So, yeah, I'm in on that devil's second line. Um, you want to go to that top line? I think, you know, I think Hughes makes for an interesting one-off. Like, normally I'm not on expensive one-off centers, but it's usually because they're chalk. He's coming in around 2%, and they're going to get that Kuznetsov-Ovechkin-Mojo matchup for the most part. You know, I'm not really sure if they're going to send out, you know, Eller, uh, Axel, Janssen, again. You know, you know, I mean, like, Eller sometimes sees top comp. Kuznetsov sees not top. Like, Ovechkin-Kuznetsov, Marcus Johansson, not a very good defensive line. So I think one-offing Jack Hughes is an interesting play tonight. But I'm, for the most part, I'm in on Devils, too. On the cap side, the ownership, double-digit ownership on the second line, even higher on the top line, on a nine-game slate with, you know, you have Florida one with a higher total, they're fresh. Toronto one and a higher total, they're fresh. You know, there's other, um, like the King, or the Kings really aren't in price that range. The Minnesota Wild top line in a really good spot. Like, I was, I'm surprised at the ownership here. So I'm probably, from an ownership standpoint, I'm probably going to be out. But if you did want to do something with the Caps, it would probably be, Again, a power play stack for me. Yeah, I the I'm out on that Washington second line at like nine to ten percent ownership. Yeah. Like I, I find that just kind of patently absurd. Um, at least make it some sort of power play stack. The Washington top line, like we talk about how they haven't been good defensively and they haven't. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the top line for New Jersey, that Hughes line, hasn't you're been bad. good defensively. Yeah. yeah, like three expected goals against per 60 minutes in their sample together. That is pretty bad defensively. So it's kind of one reason why I don't mind using that Washington top line here tonight um, as a full stack. Like, I mean, if you want to leave Marcos Johansson off, he's a he's a uh, he's a dud. So uh, I think you're fine to leave him off and just turn it into some sort of power play stack. Uh, the power play hasn't been very good though, and New Jersey's penalty kill is excellent. So I think I would just stick to an even strength line, and it would just be that Washington top line, like. It is a back-to-back, but it is a pretty good matchup against that New Jersey top line. So Washington, one is fine. New Jersey, two. Uh, Brad, uh, his year in Tatar is uh, one of the filler lines I really like here tonight. Uh, Washington has been sliding defensively. Uh, I wrote about Brad in his year uh, in the Power Plays article, free to read, uh, up on Osmo.com right now for anybody to go check out. They're controlling 61% of the expected goals when they're on the ice this year, scoring 4.4 goals for 60 minutes, they've been excellent offensively, and I think very quietly. So I like New Jersey 2 here as a, some sort of filler stack, uh, and Washington 1 as well. It's about the even strength lines for me in this game. 
on the blue line, like Dougie Hamilton got moved to the top power play unit a couple of games ago, but he's not doing anything. He's basically turned himself into Brent Burns. Um, just a hard pass on that. Honestly, uh, going right back to my buddy, Martin Fairberry, if I need a punt D type, but that's about it. What do you think? Yeah. And the caps went 11, seven yesterday. I don't know if they're going to do that again. We won't know until warm up. So if they do go 11, seven, Outside of Fairvary or, or correlating with Carlson, that's probably about it. On the Devils side, I'd, I'd, if you're doing anything with the power play, I think I'd rather just play Severson and take the 1800 and spend it elsewhere. If you need a shop blocker, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler, probably, but not my favorite game for defensemen. Yeah, me neither. Uh, won't be getting much for D-men out of that one. Opening day is right around the corner, and now is the time to lock in your awesome old plus MLB annual pass. Save 25% when you use the promo code TROUT, capital letters, T-R-O-U-T, at checkout to get player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our top pitchers tool, and a whole lot more for the entire MLB season right through the playoffs. This offer drops down to 15% on April 1st, so you only have five days to get this done. So make sure to use that code before then to get the most of your savings. Just click the link in the video description below to activate this offer. All right. Uh, Vancouver, 2.7 implied goal total going into Dallas. Dallas has a 3.3 implied goal total. There was one small uh, lineup move on the Dallas side. Marion Studenich is out uh, on the third line. Jacob Peterson is in. The reason I note that is because um, that Studenich, Ben Radulov line had been taking some top line matchups at home of late. Um, with Jacob Peterson there, I don't think they get those top line matchups anymore, which means I think it'll be Dallas one against the JT Miller line pretty much all game long at even strength. All right. What do you got in this game, Josh? Yeah. Or the, they might mix in, you know, Radic Vasca. They did that. They did that a couple games ago and it was, I, I don't know why they do that, but regardless, Dallas one under 20,000 on DraftKings. Coming in with positive leverage, they're projected at 8% right now. This is a really good power play matchup. You know, that that Pearson-Miller-Garland line is pretty good, but, like, Dallas 1 is an elite line, whether you want to admit it or not. They've started playing better of late. They went through that stretch where they kind of disappeared, but they've picked it up again, especially Rope Hints and Jason Robertson. So, I mean, it's tough to leave anyone off this line, especially because they're fully correlated. Um I think, you know, going Dallas one plus Klingberg is, an, is a nice option tonight. Going down the Dallas lineup, there just, like, isn't much there. Like, Nemestikov, Sagan, Gurionov. Like, I, there's just no adjectives to describe that line. Um, like, Peterson, Ben, Radulov going up against the Vancouver depth. Like, if you're trying to power play stack somebody and going, like, two-man Ben Radulov, like you can do worse than two-manning Ben Radulov tonight. I don't think I'll get there in one to three, but if you're, you know, trying to power play stack the Leafs or something like that, or the Oilers, something like that, like you can get in a Ben Radulov two-man to mitigate some costs. But for me, this is a Dallas one game. On the Canuck side, I think if anything, it's going to be the Pedersen, Horvat, Besser line. Uh, you know, the, like I'm not a huge believer Jake Ondra, outside of that top line, Dallas really isn't a good team. So I, I think, you know, with Horvat, Pedersen, Busser avoiding that that top line, getting Sagan Gurionov, the Mestikov, I think, you know, 
you can get to them in MME. They might be in consideration for me once at three. They're coming in at 4%. Uh, so that would be the line I'd go to on Vancouver. Yeah, I do like that Horvat Besser Patterson line and small sample, only 45 minutes, but you know, they're controlling this this shot share when they're on the ice. 3.6 expected goals per 60 minutes as well. The problem here is like Dallas's penalty kill is really, really good. Um, and Vancouver is a team that does rely on the power play for the scoring. Uh, JT Miller, especially. So, you know, if they only if they only get a couple power plays against a really good penalty kill, like uh, it doesn't give them a lot of opportunity or even good opportunity to make uh, to make up some of that value. So I'm not sure how much Vancouver I'm actually like, I'm not sure how interested I am in Vancouver. If anything, it is that Besser Pedersen Horvat line because they're going to miss that Dallas top line. And once you get into the second and third lines for Dallas, there really isn't not a lot there, honestly. So um, I do like Vancouver too, but I think I'm going to get away from them in this particular matchup just because it's not great for the power play. Um, but the ownership is fine. So it's not like you have to avoid them outright. It's just, I, I think it, I'd wait for a better power play spot to use that line. So out on Vancouver here, Dallas one, I wrote them up in the power plays article as well here today. Um, it is a really good matchup for their power play because the Vancouver penalty kill um, has been bad. Now the Dallas power play has also not been very good, but you know, you want this matchup. This is one of the matchups that you want here. Um, and they're still scoring their expected goals and actual goals scored still North of three in the month of March. I really do like Dallas one here tonight. They're one of my favorite top lines along with Florida one on the blue line. I wrote up uh, John Klingberg. I think he makes a nice one off here tonight. He's been playing a ton of minutes since Miro Haskinen got injured and he's even shooting quite a bit. He's up to three shots per game over his last 10 games. I think Klingberg's fine as a one-off throw him in with your Dallas one stacks, anything like that. Um, other than that, like maybe if you want a full punt, uh, hack and paw, um, I think that's fine. Tyler Myers at 3K. Now that he's at a reasonable price, I don't mind Tyler Myers at 3K on DraftKings. What do you think? Yeah, I think Klingberg is one of those guys. There's like a handful. There's always a handful every year to get ha like happy to get through the trade deadline and not be moved. I think he's one of them. So, yeah, I'm in on Klingberg. Tyler Myers for sure. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the finish, Jake Harry is fine. at been price hack and paw. <laughs> I like that. Um, Carolina, 3.1 implied goal total. They're going into St. Louis. The St. Louis, Louis Blues have a 2.9 implied goal total. St. Louis also changed up their lines at practice yesterday. Um, Ivan Barbashev, Braden Shen, Jordan Cairo, one line, and then Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, Vladimir Tarasenko is another. They're keeping the top line together as is. Uh, expected to be the same lineup for Carolina on the other side. Um, this is interesting to me because Buchnevich, Thomas, Tarasenko have typically been uh, a very, very good line together this year. But as we've talked about often on this show, the St. Louis top nine basically spreads out their ice time. Like you'll see the entire top nine basically play like 15 to 19 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, something like that. And their fourth line won't get any ice time at all. Um, so I, one thing I worry about is paying 17 grand for this line against a pretty good Carolina team uh, for that Thomas Buchnevich Tarasenko line against a pretty good Carolina team. And they might only play like 16 minutes. That's my big concern here tonight. What do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, that's the problem that I have with that Tarasenko line. I mean, like their price is okay, but the minutes are a concern. You know what I mean? Like at 17, 
I'd rather play like a Florida two or Kings one for cheaper. You know what I mean? Like even Florida ones in that price bracket, I'd much rather play Florida one here at that price. Um, you know, caps one is in there as well. The thing is they're not going to get much ownership, but this isn't the best matchup. So like, Weirdly enough, despite this being a six over under, I don't have much interest in this game besides, you know, maybe some defensemen and goalies. So you want to go to that top line for the Blues. You know, they're getting under 1% ownership right now. and They've played really well. They're going to get Ajo, Terrabine, and Jarvis. It's not the best matchup. So I, I think in this game, there's a bunch of MME targets. St. Louis won. St. Louis whatever you want to call the Thomas Tarasenko line. And then the top six of Carolina all should be like, if I was 20 maxing, I'd maybe have some of this game. If I was 150 maxing, I'd have everything I just mentioned for sure. Um, you know, anytime you can get Carolina, these lines at one, 2%, I'm in on them. This is a tough matchup though. Uh, and then all the blues lines are coming with almost no ownership. So I think getting over the field isn't very hard in this game, but I just feel like this might be like, a, a fairly low scoring game. I always joke about with the Carolina Hurricanes, come for the expected goals, stay for the shutouts. Billy Huso honestly is one of my favorite goalies tonight. Yeah, I do like Huso as well. Um, we're going to talk about more goalies at the end, but I do like him tonight. Uh, my Here's my issue with this game is, like, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to go with the matchups. I assume, like, obviously it's going to be O'Reilly against Bastion Ajo, but there's a big difference between being matched up against Carolina two, which is not a very good defensive line and Carolina three, which is an excellent defensive line. And that's kind of what's bothering me with St. Louis here is like, if I knew Tarasenko, Buchnevich, Thomas, we're going to get 14 minutes of five on five ice time against Trocek and Natchez. I might play that St. Louis line, but if they get 14 minutes against Jordan Stahl, Nino Niederreiter, or Jesper fast, it, like it's an easy fade for me. So because I don't really know how that lineup matching is going to work out. Like I assume Shannon Cairo is going to be the third line and that Thomas Tarasenko and Buchnevich will be the second line, but it's honestly just a guess. So if you want to take a stab at them, like you said, in MME, Tarasenko, Buchnevich, Thomas, take a stab at them. Um, you only need a handful of lineups to get way over the field. So that would be the line I would use here tonight. On the Carolina side, I wrote up Nino Niederreiter. <laughs> In the power plays article, God, I love that guy. Uh, one of the reasons is he's min price on DraftKings. Stone Cold min, 2,500. And like I said, um, for the Natchez line, the Natchez line, not very good defensively. You can say the same thing uh, for Shen and Cairo. They're underwater by shot share as well. So, like, I think that Carolina third line can get the run of the play uh, against Shen and Cairo if that's what the matchup ends up being. And that's why I really like Nito Niederreiter as a stone min punt here tonight. Uh, 11, 12 minutes against an underwater line when they're really good. Um, don't mind him here as a punt, but that's honestly it for me from Carolina. This just isn't a matchup uh, I want to target. St. Louis top line is way too good at five on five. The penalty kill is very good as well. So uh, for me on the Carolina side, maybe some one off Nita Rider. That's about it. On the St. Louis side, Thomas, if you're playing 150 max, the Thomas line, but honestly, that's about it as well. On the blue line, Nobody really sticking out to me on either side here. Like <laughs> Nick Letty, like 20 plus minutes power play. Like I, he's Mikey Anderson with power play minutes to me. So uh, oh, Chris Weidman is what you're saying. Thank Yeah. Chris Weidman <laughs> with more minutes or, or anything. So honestly, don't think I like a single defenseman out of this game. What do you think? Yeah. And I agree with the Nito Niederreiter take. 
<laughs> that was such a bad trade for the Wild. I think of like really bad trades like Zabajan for Broussard. But man, Victor Rask for Nito Niederreiter on a smaller scale. Yeah, Rask, Rask got waived not long ago. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like he's completely done in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Wild could use them, use him right now. But you know, good stuff. Not really anyone on the blue line. Nope, uh, I agree with that. Um, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. Uh, all right, we got a real doozy of a game coming up here. We have Columbus with a 2.6 implied gold total going into Minnesota. The Minnesota Wild have a 3.9 implied gold total. Uh, Columbus played last night in Winnipeg. Um, that's a little bit of travel going from Winnipeg uh, to Minnesota across the border overnight. They're saying Elvis Merzlikens is going to play uh, again on the back-to-back. You know, Columbus is definitely one of the bottom five defensive teams in the league, certainly have been um, over the last couple months. This looks like to be a really good matchup for Minnesota, but I, I look at the ownership, not super high, but the the, the Minnesota top line um, is one that we're targeting. The depth lines are coming in with a fair bit of ownership as well. It looks like people might be going here for their filler stacks. What do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, and... Minnesota Wild at home, Joe Erickson Eck on that check line is going to take care of Rasovic Line. Not that they need much taken care of. They can barely gain the zone. But when they do, they score. Um, so I'm out on Columbus tonight. Maybe a little bit of that Columbus second line, Sillinger, Bjorkstrand going into, you know, Fiala, Gaudreau, Boldy. But back-to-back on the road after uh, – it's definitely an emotional game for Line A, Rasovic. Obviously, I'm not talking about that line, but – yeah, maybe some one-off Bjork, Bjorkstrand or a two-man with Sillinger would probably be the only spot to go in Columbus. For me, this is about the wild top line. With Joe Erickson Eck taking, you know, the top line for Columbus, that, the Minnesota wild top line is going to get bottom six matchups of Columbus. For whatever reason, Merzlikens is going on a back-to-back. I don't know why. They're not in the playoff race. Not really in the playoff race. Like, they'd have to, like, win out and – other teams need to like fall off the roller coaster and break every bone in their body for them to have a chance. So I don't know. I'm, I'm very much in on the Minnesota top line tonight. The ownership's a bit high, 15, 16%, but I still think, yeah, they're still coming in with leverage, positive leverage. So I do really like them tonight. Going to sneeze. So I'm going to kick it back to you for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, Columbus 14 points out of a playoff spot with 17 games to go. I don't think they're going to make a run at the playoffs. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about that game last night was uh, the lineup did get changed as the game went on. Um, it, they finished with Nyquist, Sillinger, and Bork, Bjorkstrand sorry, as a line. Um, they had Voracek, uh, Line 8, and Roslevic back together, which means Ro- uh, Jakob Voracek got moved to the top power play unit uh, or to the top line. Sorry. So we don't know exactly how the Columbus lines are going to break down here tonight. I'm not playing Columbus. Anyway, we talked on the last show when Minnesota was on Minnesota. um, 
they had been sliding defensively after the all-star break, but they really picked things back up in March. Like they've been a really good defensive team. Mark Andre Fleury is starting tonight, not Cam Talbot. Um, you know, maybe they play extra hard for him. I don't know, but they have been excellent defensively. Uh, I don't think this is really the spot uh, to chase uh, uh, Columbus. You know, they went to overtime in Winnipeg, probably an emotional game for Jack Roslovic and Patrick Liney, both. Uh, you know, we just saw the same thing with Philly like a week ago for Giroux's 1,000th game, like a little bit of a letdown the next night. Um, could see the same thing with Columbus after that line in Roslick return. So I'm out on Columbus here. I wrote up uh, Ryan Hartman uh, in the Power Place article. He is a, like a volume shooting guy. Put him along with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. I really like that top line here tonight. Um, it doesn't matter what the matchups are really. In fact, if Voracek is going to go to the top line, he might be their best two-way winger. And that takes him away from the depth that the Minnesota top line, it would see uh, ostensibly anyway. So, yeah, I really do like that Minnesota top line. I'd put them right alongside Florida one uh, as and Dallas one among my favorite top lines on the slate here tonight. So Minnesota one for me, if you want to dip down to Minnesota two, I don't think there's a problem with that. Like they had, they've been up and down, uh, but they've been really good. Like over the last few weeks, controlling 59% of the expected goal share, um, you know, they don't get significant power play minutes and that sucks, but they're also not very expensive. So it's reflected in the price. Obviously don't mind Minnesota two as a filler, but it's really Minnesota one or nothing for me out of this game on the blue line. They said Adam Bogfist is going to sit after scoring last night. Uh, like I got to think there's still something kind of nagging him injury wise. So, um, he's out Andrew, like Zach, the problem with the Columbus defenseman now is, is, uh, Zach Wierenski is playing like 26, 27 minutes a game. It's the Chicago problem with Seth Jones where he eats so many minutes. They have to spread out everybody else. So like even like Peek and Gavrikov might only play like 20 to 22 minutes. I don't know. I think Peek is fine at 3,100 on DraftKings, but this is another game where I don't think I'm going for defensemen. Yeah, I'm, I agree with the like Peek would probably be the only one I'd possibly play. On the wild side, like Spurgeon, if you're correlating, is fine. Not a huge fan of one-offing him. Jacob Middleton, I think, is fine at 3,300 if you're in that price range for a final spot. But that's really about it. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, let's move it along to Edmonton going into Calgary. This is a doozy. Edmonton, 3.0 implied goal total. Calgary, 3.6 implied goal total. Calgary played last night. Um, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I started Jacob Markstrom last night as well. Uh, of late, you know, they won't announce anything until warm-ups start. But of late, they've been using... Uh, Dan Vladash, either on the first or the second of a back-to-back with Markstrom starting last night. I assume Vladash 
goes, goes tonight, but it is the battle of Alberta. I don't know, maybe uh, old, old Sutter here uh, pulls something uh, a little different, but I am expecting Vladash tonight. That might be why you see 3.0 for uh, Edmonton. That's the highest uh, total for an underdog on the slate here tonight, despite Calgary being an excellent defensive team. In that game last night, Calgary moved Matt Kachuk back up to the top line and moved Tyler Toffoli to a line with Dylan Dubé and Michael Backlund. Um, we don't know if that Calgary top line is going to stay reunited. It seems like a little bit of a mess of a game, but there's three and a half goal or six and a half goals expected here. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. First thing you notice is the ownership on Connor McDavid. <laughs> like, I know he hasn't, like, slate break anything recently, but he's still scoring at a good clip. He's 9,200. He's cheaper than Matthews. He's a little bit more expensive than Barkov, but 1% on Connor McDavid. Even if that's, like, 5, 6, 7%, I think that's fine. But, man. Anytime you can get McDavid at that low of ownership, like his line mates are coming in one, under 1%. I think, I think Edmonton won here is a very spicy, spicy GPP play. Um, yeah, especially if it is Vildash. Like the Flames are in the playoffs and they've already started reducing minutes for their, their top line. So, you know, McDavid's going to get his 22, 23, 24 minutes here. So, I'm in on Edmonton one. On the flame side, they're getting pretty good ownership. The thing is, we just don't know the lines. If anything, I'd probably just go to filler lines here. Um, if it is Gaudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk, like, I'd probably go to the Mangiapane, Yarncroft, Coleman line. But not super interesting. Like, this game could be, like, really high scoring. It's just... Hard to prioritize these lines with Minnesota, there's Florida, there's Dallas. You know, Flames are on a back-to-back -back here. They have minutes concerns. I know they went absolutely ham last night, but, like, they're probably going to play 15, 16, 17 minutes again tonight. I'd rather, you know, I know Matthews is going to play 20, 21 minutes. I know Barkov's going to play his 20 minutes. I know the, <coughs> the Minnesota top line is going to get their 20 minutes, so... I think in MME, I think Calgary one, if the reunited is perfectly fine. And one to three, I just have concerns. I'd rather play those other lines in heavier minutes. So for me, I, I'm fine with any of the Calgary lines. But again, it's it's minutes concerns. And I'm definitely gonna be if I was MME, I'd be way over the field on Edmonton one tonight. Yeah, twenty-one point six thousand dollars on DraftKings for that Calgary top line, assuming Kachuk is back up there. Like and if they only like they did play 18 to 19 minutes last night, but, you know, if they only play 16 or 17 here tonight, it is a back to back. Maybe they kind of reserve themselves a little bit. It's just not a lot. The problem is, is like this is an excellent yeah. power play matchup for them. Like we talked on yesterday's show about how good the power play matchup was against uh, Arizona. Um, Edmonton's penalty kill has been about as bad as Arizona's over the last six weeks. Like, that's a big problem here tonight is the Edmonton penalty kill is bad. They have improved a lot at five on five since Jay Woodcroft took over. You have to give him credit for that, uh, especially defensively. But the penalty kill is just a mess. And that that's really the issue I have with getting away from Calgary. I think what's going to save me is that they are very expensive tonight. Like, if you have to stack that top line for, what, 21,600, I don't see why you wouldn't just go to the Toronto top line for 21,400 where, you know, they're going to play 20 or tw not know, but are pretty sure they're going to play about 20 minutes. Right. So 
like I, I think that's the that's the issue here is like I know Toronto one is going to be much higher owned, but I feel much more secure in the ice time that they're going to get. And it's as good of a power play matchup for them as it is for Calgary one. So that's my only issue for staying away from Calgary one. If people want to play them like they're an excellent line, they're one of the best in hockey. It's just they're really expensive and there are minutes concerns. That's all we're saying. Um, it is the third line for Calgary that I have interest in here. We talked yesterday about how good uh, Coleman and Mangiapane are. Over 60% of the shot of the scoring chances when those two are on the ice, Calgary. I'm like, it's their third line. So Cal that Calgary third line might see a lot of the third, fourth lines from uh, Edmonton. And I know Pooley Arvey and, and Nugent Hawkins are back, but you know, if they see some of that dry sidle line as well, dry sidle um, up and down defensively this year, certainly better under Woodcroft, of course, but up definitely up and down. I do like Coleman Mangiapane as a little two man here tonight. For the Flames, you know, you can throw in Yali Yarncroft, Yali Yarncroft for a full stack, but I think it's Mangiapane and Coleman that I want. I want the shooters. I want the goal scorers. I don't want the guys that are passing the puck. So I don't mind that Calgary three as like a pseudo two-man filler here tonight. On the Edmonton side, I'm with you. I'm going one lineup tonight, and I'm seriously considering the Edmonton top line. Like, they've been very good offensively. 150 minutes together, 3.2 expected goals for 4.0 actual goals per 60 minutes, and it is Dan Vladash and net. He's a big downgrade from Jacob Markstrom. Um, they're in consideration for me, even in my single entry here tonight, and I'm serious about that. In, in 20 max, I would absolutely have like four out of 20 Edmonton one or something like that. If I was playing 20 max tonight, that's what I would be doing. Uh, as far as single entry, they have to be in your mix at that ownership. They just have to be um that's it for me on the Edmonton side though it's just the top line I wouldn't go down to the second or third lines or anything like that on the blue line I wrote up Cody Cece for Edmonton in the power plays article he's 3100 on DraftKings Calgary is one of the biggest shot volume teams in the league I think he you know he plays 2021 minutes every night I think he's in line for a shot block bonus here tonight um Hannafin his price down to 4k that seems reasonable what do you think We've been doing shows for a year and a half now. We've been touting min price Cody Cece since he was on the Pittsburgh Penguins and it's just carried right over. But yeah, man, he's he's getting those minutes and he's blocking shots. So yeah, I'm in on CC Hannafin at 4K is fine. You want to correlate with Wasmus. I think that's also fine, but it's really about it. Perfect, perfect enough. Here at Osmo, we like to celebrate subscribers' success and how we do that is through the Osmo Hall of Fame. If you want to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame, and win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. This is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. And if you place in the top three of any contest with at least 5,000 contestants, you tweet those wins into the Osmo Hoff account. That's Osmo HOF on Twitter. And you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. You'll see GDub366 taking down first place, 5K. Looks like 5K single entry for $500 over on FanDuel. Nice hit by him. Uh, we have to keep hyping our own Nolan Kelly here. Uh, Nolan Kelly taking down first place college basketball last weekend for a grand. Nice hit by him. Uh, Nikki Brackets, Nick Lepre here at Osmo as well, taking down third in UFC over the weekend. Uh, big hit by Scott Boney over on FanDuel, taking down a bunch of single entry and three maxes. Turned $55 into over 12 grand. Amazing night by him. And of course, Brendan from Buffalo with that four-leg parlay, doing very well in college basketball. Those college basketball guys have been doing excellent work so far uh, in March Madness. Coming up after us, 
Uh, we have the MMA Live Before Lock Show at 3 p.m. Eastern with Floyd and Rogers. And then we have the NBA Deeper Dive starting at 5 p.m. Eastern, and that will be followed by the NBA Live Before Lock. All right, Josh, two more games to get through. We have Seattle with a 2.3 implied goal total. They're going into Los Angeles, and the Los Angeles Kings have a 3.4 implied goal total. Uh I was talking about the Seattle top line in our discord a little bit earlier today. Uh, they have excellent numbers together, but the problem is, is that, you know, like other teams, they're spreading out ice time. Um, that doesn't bode well uh, for fantasy success, but again, they're very, very cheap. Um, could be a tough matchup against Los Angeles. Our favorites, Los Angeles two back together. Um, don't mind them as either. What do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah. When Victor Arvidsson came back, uh, what was they Saturday? Thursday he came back on Thursday. Uh, that changed their matchups because with Arvidsson out, Dino was going out against top comp almost exclusively. But Arvidsson came back, and now they're sending out Kopitar against top uh, against. They sent out Kopitar against Chicago one almost exclusively. So I would assume I follow Kopitar Kempe are going to get Wenberg, Everlay, Schwartz, and I was kind of surprised when you shared those numbers how good they were. Now, you, you do have minutes concerns, but they're, Wenberg is 2,600 on DraftKings, Eberle 3,200 on DraftKings. So they're very cheap. And this is like, I know a lot of people just blindly put in Kings too, and they don't realize the Kings penalty kill is awful. So mm. I'm kind of in on Seattle one, at least like a two-man of Wenberg, Eberle for that power play correlation. It's 5,800 it's going to really free up some salary here. If you get 16 minutes at that price, I think that's fine. Um, and then, you know, Kopitar, I follow Kempe on the King side. It's fine going into that line, but I much prefer the second line here tonight. More Dino Arvidsson. They're going to get, you know, either Geeky McCann, Cole Lind, or Donato Gorn, Carson Kuhlman. Like, in theory, I like Gord Donato, but like Carson Kuhlman's going to, they're going to, he's going to drag down that line. That second line, like, Cole Lind, like I would, I would have much preferred to see Daniel Sprong on one of those lines. Uh, so I don't know. I'm definitely in on Kings two here tonight. Uh, their ownership has dropped over the course of the day so far. They were around nine percent earlier. Now that the next run, they're like five percent. I would imagine they come in, you know, seven eight percent, something like that. But I think that's fine. They're one of the best five on five lines in hockey. So I'm in on Kings two. I'm fine with Kings one if you want to play them. You know, Seattle has their issues defensively on the penalty kill with goaltending, this and that. So perfectly fine on Kings one. I prefer Kings two, and I'm in a little bit on Seattle one. I one thing that kind of shocked me about Kings about the Los Angeles top line. Um, you know, you and I typically talk a lot about like how lines have been performing recently, like the last hundred minutes or the last month or whatever. If you look at the entire season for that Kings top line. They're scoring 2.1 goals per 60 minutes at five on five. It's pathetic. Like that's awful. Like, honestly, no, no. especially four. if you look at their road home road splits, they they're at home tonight, but at, on the road, they play just such a slow pace. And their fourth line of Lemieux, Lazat, Kaliev is scoring 2.9 goals per 60 minutes, right? Like yeah. the fourth line is blowing the top line out of the water by scoring rate per 60. That really shocked me at like uh, for that Los Angeles top line. And if they're going to go into what looks like a tough top line match for Seattle, yeah, hard pass for me on Kings one. It is Kings two in this game for me. Um, I wrote them up in the power plays article. 
uh, as well. I didn't think there'd be a uh, super high ownership because of the price on Victor Arvidsson and the over ownership, like 6% is just fine. Like they scored 4.4 goals per 60 minutes this year at five on five. They could absolutely torch anybody on a given night. So Kings two, Seattle one, I'll say it. I don't mind them um, as a punty tight filler here tonight. If you want to leave off Wenberg, cause he's, you know, kind of just an assist bot. I think that's fine, but I don't mind that Seattle top line as a punt here tonight on the blue line. Um, honestly, like I think Adam Larson makes sense at 2700 on DraftKings for shot blocks. He played a lot of minutes in their last game. That's about it. What do you think? I don't mind Vinny Dunn for the power play, like it 3400. I'd much rather play Vinny Dunn than Nick Letty because, <laughs> like, if <laughs> Seattle does score on the power play, Dunn will probably be involved. So, fine with Dunn. I do like Larson. Carson Susie's feels like he's kind of like chasing points there. He only plays like 17 minutes. I kind of like Sean Dursey tonight, despite the price tag. Um, he's 5,400, but man, has he been producing lately? Yeah, I don't mind him either. I, my problem is he's in that John Klingberg range, yeah. price range for me, and I just like Klingberg a lot better tonight. Um, all right, real quick, this last game, Anaheim going into San Jose. Anaheim, 2.7 implied goal total. San Jose sitting at 3.3. While we were on the air, I noticed uh, San Jose said Logan doesn't look like Logan Couture is playing tonight. So the Sharks basically have absolutely no depth, which would make the insane ownership that we have projected for them on the top line make a lot more sense. I'm going to say it flat out. I don't understand playing anybody on the Anaheim side. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I know how bad San Jose is, but Anaheim has just been absolutely decimated by both injury and trade. So I'm out on Anaheim. San Jose won at 25, 20 to 25% ownership that we have them projected at is a hard pass for me. Um, honestly, I think my favorite player in this entire game is Jacob Magna. <laughs> He's almost two blocks per game, getting more ice time uh, on the blue line for San Jose. Uh, that's about all I like Timo Meyer. If you want to one off him, he shoots a ton, should get a lot of shots. No problem there. I don't know if I'm going to full stack the whole line. What do you think? Yeah, with the tour out, like I think that probably fully correlates the top line on the top yeah. power play. Yeah, bear so, bear like the top power play. Twenty-seven percent on a nine gamer is just a pass. If they if they shark me, they shark me. You know what I mean? Like it's just what it is. What it's going to be? Like I'd rather play better lines. Now it is the Ducks. They have a terrible penalty kill. They're absolutely obliterated by injuries. So you know. There's a good chance it could burn me, but I'm going to fade at that ownership. Like, without Couture, like, the, the Sharks' depth depth is so bad. Like, I want to get behind something on the duck side. There just isn't anything. Like, maybe a Henri Comtois, but they're coming in over-owned. You know, that's the problem. So, I don't know. I'm probably just out on this game and just hope it, you know, I'll just sleep it off if it's like a 7-6 game. Well, yeah, I, like I said, I might play Magna on the blue line. I don't mind John Gibson either as a goalie. So let's get to that, Josh. Let's get to our hat-trick picks and our goalies for tonight. My hat-trick pick, let's see if he can put up a, I think, his third hat-trick of the season. I'm going with Jason Robertson from Dallas uh, in net. I like Billy Huso. I like John Gibson that we just talked about from Anaheim. Jake Ottinger from Dallas. And if you want a cheap goalie that could get blown up, Jake Allen from Montreal. Who you got? Yeah, I do like those goalies. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. The, I, I'll add Antti Ranta. He might, uh, or whoever's starting for the Hurricanes in that mix. The Hurricanes-Blues game is, I'm going to target the goalies here. Um, 
let's see any other cheapies that you could like anton forsberg another one of those guys you can punt and hope because we saw last night who was it um oh carter hart he was 6900 gave up six goals and still had like 15 dk points so like these goalies if they get volume they get the saves bonus i think is viable and my hat trick pick it's gonna be the thrill Capri- uh Kirill Kaprizov. I love it. Kirill Kaprizov, Jason Robertson are your hat trick picks for tonight. We are done for today. We will be back on Monday, I do believe. But until then, for producer Mike, for their single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Thanks for the clock, Harry's. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.